2: Turn, up your, turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The, the sick, sick Podcast with Tony Marinero. Sports entertainment like no, like other, no other. It's going to be sick. Sick, sick, sick. Brought to you by MyBookie. Use code SICKPIX for a 50% deposit
1: bonus. Bet, win, get paid. Marinero hoops edition the sick podcast and you can follow us on all your social media platforms including facebook and instagram at the sick podcast on facebook like it and share with your friends and as usual when we speak hoops i bring in basketball aficionado john dangelis how you doing bud i'm doing well tony thanks for having me on and i know you know this gentleman in between us more than i do and for longer than i have so why don't you do this john
0: why don't you do the honors? Yes, thanks. Yeah, it's a real honor. Um, coach and I are good friends. We've known each other for about 15 years. Coach Pat Scary's is a head coach at uh, Townsend University in Maryland, uh, just outside Baltimore. He's been the coach there now for about 11 years in the Colonial Athletic Conference. And uh, we wanted to, you know, get him get him on the show to talk a little bit about hoops before the tournament started on the weekend. And I couldn't think of anybody better than coach scary because he's been coaching division one now for probably about 20 years. So coach, thanks for coming on the show and, uh, you know, taking time off your busy schedule to give us a chance to pick your brain.
2: It's great to be here, man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Uh,
1: it's the next best thing. If you can't be in the tournament <laughs> Towson university. So I know that they have a very good athletics program because I have, uh, um, and gymnastics program because I have a friend actually who's part of the gymnastics team, their coach, how good is the basketball program at Towson university? So, you know, uh,
2: I just finished my 10th season here. Um, uh, this yeah. is, this is, this pandemic here is one we'd like to forget. Um, I to give you a the quick, quick recap uh, My first year we got here we were 1 and 31, which is the worst record in the history of college basketball. So not so good. Uh the the next 8 years we've had the most top 3 finishes in our conference. Um but no, we haven't finished the job. Yeah, we haven't kicked the door down. But we've we've consistently been near the top of our league and our, uh, my second year we went from one win to 18 wins, which is a all-time NCAA r- record for single season turnaround. So we're quite proud of that.
1: All right. So, you know, where uh, recruiting is so important for all these schools, I have to ask you, how challenging is it for you to recruit players when they know that they're going to be dealing with or playing for a coach called Mr. Scary? <laughs> <laughs> you know, here's the good thing. Not very, because
2: I talk so fast and I'm from Boston, they can't understand me. The name probably goes right, right past them. Hey, we've got a good freshman from Vanya that's here right now, Chris Bieku. So, he's a guy that uh, plays for Andy Herzog, a very good coach up at yeah. uh, not Vanya, I'm sorry, at um I'm saying yeah, Vanya and uh, John told me about him a couple Yeah, Vanya Cheetahs, Vanya Cheetahs, yeah. Cheetahs. John told me about him a couple of years ago and yeah. I I went up myself recruited him and he had a, a solid freshman year for us. We think he's going to be terrific next year.
1: That's actually Sixth. another another great player that came out of the Vanya Cheetahs program. Uh, who just won the G League championship last week with Lakeland, right? And that would be Karim Manny, who signed on with the Orlando Magic, right? So they were team. They were teammates. They were teammates. Yeah. Wow. So Vanya produced a couple of pretty good players there. Pretty good. Pretty good stuff. Yeah, so, uh, grew up in Boston, you said.
2: I did five miles from downtown, man. I, uh, I am Bean Town through and through. You know, I. I'm going to tell you something. I grew up a hockey player. I didn't play basketball. Until the seventh grade, um, and I played hockey. Best team I've ever been on was the Medford Squirts, seventy-two two and two. Yeah. We had the Sacco brothers, both played in the NHL. I, I, I learned pretty quickly that Joe Sacco. Joe, and then his brother David, both were pros. Yeah, yeah. Joe Joe's still in hockey. Medford has a rich hockey tradition. Kachucks, the Bates, all those guys played in the NHL. But I grew up hating the Canadians. Because I was a, I was a Terry O'Reilly, Brad Park, Jerry Cheevers. Yeah. They used to kick our ass. Can I say that? They used to beat us every year <laughs> in the playoffs. And my dad's a lawyer. He used to remind me how much he liked Ken Dryden because Ken Dryden not only was like the best goalie ever, but he was also had a law degree.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Who was drafted by the Bruins, by the way. Is that a lot right? Of people forget that Ken Dryden was drafted by the Bruins. Wow. I wanted to be Guy LaFleur growing up. I just want to tell you. Yeah. That. You and, and everyone else in the <laughs> province of Quebec. But, yeah, Ken Dryden was drafted by the Bruins but chose to stay in school and then so came back in the National Hockey League at a later age, of course. He didn't have a very long career in the National Hockey League. I think it was like eight years. But in those eight years, he won six Stanley Cups. John D'Angelis, I leave it up to you to line up all the basketball chats and podcasts that we're going to have, and you get a Boston <laughs> Bruins fan on with me. I mean, I I, 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 already deal, I already deal too much with these guys. What is Hey, speaking of Terry O'Reilly – my buddy Knuckles Nyland took care of him. One shot, 27. Nyland, that's right. That's 27 right. stitches later, boom, goodbye. Who was your left wing? Was it Steve Shutt? Is that right? Well, the first line was uh, Jacques Lemaire with Steve Shutt on the left and Guy Lafleur on the right. Those were back in the heydays. And who can forget, 1979, right? Boston Bruins with, uh, what was it, a 4-3 lead. Don Cherry, too many men on the ice. A couple of minutes left, a minute 31 that's left right. in the game. Wow. LaFleur moving good. rather gingerly over the line. <laughs> Passes it to Lamare Back to LaFleur. Scores! Uh, Guy LaFleur. Those, right. were
0: those, those were the days. Those were the days, Tony. Those
1: were the days. You're right about that. The Sick Podcast, brought to you by MyBookie. Use code SICKPICS for a 50% deposit bonus. Bet, win, get paid. The website is mybookie.ag. Coach, you know, you talked about when you arrived at Towson, 1-31 to 18-13. and 13. Um, That is... Uh, the single best turnaround from one season to another in NCAA history, if memory serves me well. How were you able to pull that one off?
2: Good players, one guy in particular, a guy named Jarell Beneman. He, uh, it's the only time this has ever happened in the history of college basketball. We took him as a transfer, he sat out after averaging one point a game at Georgetown, and then he became uh, the conference player of the year after sitting out and playing in the NBA for a little bit for the Jazz and Nuggets. but. Good players and then to totally the other piece, we've always felt like when if we can develop habits by by routine and, and kind of dominating guys' days, if you develop good habits, then 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 you have a culture, you know, and when we've had good teams and success, that's what we've been able to do. That's been the hardest thing about the pandemic is not being able to uh, do what you normally do. So we come back to school Monday, and I'm jacked up
1: mm-hmm. to re reestablish our habits. And speaking of school, uh, John, if I can, just very quickly, how tough was it this year? Because I know with COVID, most, uh, mostly everything was virtual in terms of schooling. But in terms of athletics and your team playing, how many of your games were canceled because of COVID-positive cases and stuff like that?
2: Yeah, brutal. We came back August 20th. We had no positive tests till December 6th. And then from December 6th to the end of the season – we had three pauses all over 21 days. We only had 20 days of practice total wow. from November twenty second to the end of the season. And my um unintelligent self, we didn't start our first conference game till like the 16th of January. I, pl- I played half our schedule in two weeks. We played eight games in 15 days just trying to wow. catch up. So this this probably was harder than my first year because I, I I thought we had a chance to be a very good team, and then we just – with some other injuries, and then we never practiced. So we never had guys out there, and this is going to sound, like, pretty simple, but you can't establish habits unless you practice every day. Um sure. And So it, it was uh, challenging, unbelievably challenging. We
0: did not have good fortune with it. John? Coach, you know, I wanted to – Mention something here you know we talk about coaches we see them on the sidelines they're always fiery they're always trying to win games they're working hard they're recruiting they're motivating their players trying to get the best out of their student athletes but we don't talk about the soft side you guys have and one of the things coach that you know the NCAA coaches have always been involved with is with charities and with foundations and tell us a little bit about your involvement with <laughs> autism and and how you got involved in that. And, you know, I just, every time I think about it, coach, you know what, I just, I'm so impressed and so proud of you.
2: Well, thank you. I appreciate you saying that. Um, so, yeah, we, we started uh, about eight years ago now, a um, autism awareness weekend in in college basketball, myself and Tom Harrion, who's an assistant at South Florida. He was the head coach of Marshall at the time. I have a son, Owen, who's 11, who's on the autism spectrum, And so does Tom has a son, Robert. And, um, you know, it's the world's largest developmental disorder. There's no known cure. Prevalency rates are rising. And the big thing was it cost the average family around $50,000, U.S. dollars a year to get the proper services. So we started thinking, what can we do? And then we just came up with, hey, in February, how many national TV games are there, college basketball? And then we just started calling all those rock star coaches We bought the pins ourselves the first year from Autism Speaks. Five bucks a pin. They had no idea what we were doing. Then they got wind of it, and then they really helped take it over, and the NABC, the National Association of Basketball Coaches, has been helpful. So it's it's taken off. You know, last year we had almost 500 schools participate. Obviously it was a little bit different this year with schedules and, you know, who's playing, and, you know, coaches weren't wearing the puzzle piece. Our big goal next year – is can we run the game again, and can we get a blue basketball because that's like the the, the color? Get some guys to play with the blue basketball because wow. that would strike up some awareness. I think you know?
1: that's great, Coach. Don't know if you know this, but by the way, we got great autism programs in the city of Montreal. Uh, I did schools, not know that schools learning centers. Yeah, as a matter of fact, among the best in probably in the world to tell you the truth. So um, I know wow. of a lot of people are actually choosing to make Montreal their homes. Those who have. Kids uh, or a child that suffers from autism actually are choosing to make Montreal their home so they can get their kids in the program. So, So Montreal
2: is like my favorite city on earth. So, that's good to hear.
1: And we got the best food in North America, coach. And contrary, we got the best pizza in North America. And contrary to what Bostonians believe, we got the (laughs) best Sicilian ricotta cannolis, right? (laughs) Okay. Not like those big, oversized lumps of whatever you guys have there on Hanover street or
0: Mike's, wherever.
2: Mike's pastry, baby. Mike's I, pastry. I, yeah, oh, I'm mom, not going
0: to say anything. Tony, <laughs> how come we always have to talk about food on this podcast? Yeah, it always gets to food? Well,
1: take a look at me and you'll understand why, but <laughs> listen, I will say this. Um, all kidding aside, you know, Montrealers like to joke around with Boston, but Boston is really, truly a really, really lovely city with uh, with some good restaurants and some pretty good food. So it's all, uh, it's all fun and games. SportsBuffShop.com for all of your officially licensed sports apparel and more use code sick 15 for 15% off on all hoodies. I'm wearing a hoodie, but you can get one actually of officially licensed sports apparel. So check it out. Once again, your code is sick hoodies 15 coach out of all the teams that you played this year, all the teams that you saw, can you talk to us about any teams that are part of the March madness and that you think, uh, or that you have a pretty strong opinion about as to how they're going to do or how well they're doing. Or how well they won't do.
2: I mean, the best team we played was Virginia at open the season, and uh, I would tell you they would have a good chance to make a deep run. Well, they're coming off a COVID pause, so who knows who the heck they who the heck they have? Um, yeah, I've I've watched a, lo- a good amount of games this year. Obviously, I, I I'd be su- surprised if it's Gonzaga and everyone else. I Is think that the, right? yeah. I think the, I think the number one seeds are all really good with Michigan, Illinois, and Baylor. Another team that I know they've lost a couple late that I think is absolutely talented enough to make a run, uh, is Florida State. Um, I think they've got a, a ton of uh well coached, good defensively, some next level players. But right now I'd have to say, and John probably agree, it's is ridiculous. I mean, they are ridiculous.
0: Yeah, you know what? It's gonna be uh you know, there's a lot of bets going on right now, and I'm sure uh my bookies is one of them is um Gonzaga against the field. So a lot of people are taking Gonzaga, and um, it's going to be tough to beat them. But you know what? They say that COVID might be the only thing that could beat them. So we'll we'll see what happens.
2: Yeah, normally I think that the thing with the NCAA tournament that's unique and why it's such a great event is when you go to the Stanley Cup or the NBA Finals, the best team is going to win. Yes. Because it's a series. You've got to be better for 40 minutes. So the fact that there could still be an upset – I, I think though less likely upset this year because that that crowd environment is going to be different. John, you remember this? I was at Pitt, and we were the number one seed in the NCAA region. Uh, yeah, and we lost the game to Butler with Brad Stevens. At, uh, we we committed a foul like ninety feet away from the basket. And I'll tell you, the one thing I'll always remember about that game was as the game got close in those those big buildings, it wasn't just the Butler fans that were rooting for Butler it was all the other schools in the region that like pile on for the, un- the underdog. So that, yep. that piece, that piece is going to be really eliminated this year.
1: Coach, at least you had an out. I mean, if anyone was going to point the finger at you, you could all just, you could very well just say, don't blame me. The Butler did it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. I I'm hot today. I think I'm hot. You are, you are. What What is it about, you know, we, we here in Canada, Listen, we have our fair our fair share of basketball fans who get into the March Madness, but let's let's not kid anyone here. It's it's not um, as close to uh, how much our friends south of the border actually love it and enjoy it. But what is it about the March Madness tournament? If you could begin to put it into words and explain the magic of March Madness, what is the magic? Well, tell you and you guys, John, I know Ben. I don't know if you've been to. If you can ever go to a Final Four,
2: the when the fans from those schools all come pouring into that city, it's, it's just that the, the energy is, is electric, especially of good cities like Indian, Indianapolis or Atlanta or New Orleans or San Antonio. So those are some ones that strike out to me. It, it there's just great vibe and great energy in there. And, and then th- it's the fact that the reality is that anyone can win those type of things. It's not, you know, it's not a layup that, Oh, they're, they're better. They're going to win. It's, you know, they're playing these are college kids playing in front of 65 70,000 people and it's it's a 40 minute game so that's that it's it's just how hard the kids are playing
1: and the energy in the building and coach you know I maintain listen uh, my first love growing up of course in Montreal uh, was the Montreal Canadians right and my first memories actually revolve around the Canadians and the Bruins back in 1979 not to rub it in but then after that um, you know, being a uh, son of, uh, of, of, Italian parents, you know, my, my next love was soccer, but I have to tell you coach, and I've never gone to see a March madness game. Very unfortunately, uh, none at the tournament or a college hoops game for that matter. But I have been to see my fair share of basketball games in the NBA in terms of spectator sport. I really do believe it's the most, it's the best fan game experience of any sport in the world. That's
2: interesting to hear that. If you ever get a chance, go get to a final four, put that on your bucket list. I, I think, and I've seen some NBA games because I have my oldest son. It would be football.
1: nice if I would know, you know, a coach from a reputable school who can get me tickets every now and then. <clears throat> when, they, when
2: we're there next year, you're coming. You're my guest. All right.
0: All right. We're doing a road
1: trip.
2: Right. You yeah. said
1: I was bringing you. <laughs>
2: uh, you're right. You, you know what's impressive about the NBA, though, uh, is when you go to those NBA games, just how. What a production it is! And Amazing. Yeah, I mean, off the charts. Uh, you know, I, I didn't realize a college coach. I hadn't been in a while, and last couple of years, I've been to a couple because my son's in high school and he loves the NBA.
1: Yeah, and, and, and it is
2: an experience. It really is.
1: It's uh, the sick podcast, and uh, Manscaped is a, is trusted by over two million men worldwide. Join the movement for all your below the waist grooming needs. <laughs> use code sickballs for 20% off of your purchase at manscaped uh I know I did and it's a it's a great product manscaped.com is the website coach you know one of the things I we talked about the, uh, the the fan experience but I really love about basketball is is the fact that your best players are your best players and you know your best game plan that you can give as a coach is to put the ball into the hands of the best player on your team is it like that as well with collegiate basketball and, and stuff like that and and tournaments like March Madness. Is it, is it like the NBA in terms of identify the best player on your team, put the ball in his hands and make him take over? Or is it more of a team game?
2: I mean, I think talent is always a baseline, right? It's not about the, always the X's and O's. It's about the Jimmy and the Joe's. Right. And, and then I think you got to have talent as a baseline. Then it's about your ability to execute how, however you play. You know what I mean? Is that, are you a man to man team? Are you full court? Are you half court? Do you deny? You don't deny? Like, it's execution is still the answer, but talent is the baseline
0: that you start with. John? I agree 100%. You got to put the ball. That's why Oklahoma State's got a chance. Yeah. They got that young Cunningham, I think it is. He's just incredible. Yeah. Um, he can pass, he can score, he can defend, he can rebound. It makes them dangerous. I think that's why Gonzaga is so good. They got a young guy named Jalen Suggs. It's going to be him one, two in the draft guaranteed. They're both impact guys, and they're going to affect the next level immediately. But, yes, I agree with Coach wholeheartedly that you you, you got to put the ball in your best player's hands because usually at the end of the game, most of these games at the end, they're tight. It's a one-possession or a two-possession game, and you want the best player in the gym to be on your team and to have the ball in his hand at that time. And then you trust him and you let him go.
1: March Madness is upon us. Coach, you said Gonzaga, but if it's not Gonzaga, you want to give me another team? Is it Florida State?
2: I, I got to see what region they're in. I would uh, They're not in the same one as Gonzaga, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, them. the other one, keep your eye on, is Illinois. They're playing well at the right
0: time.
1: John D'Angelo, you
2: want to
0: give me a pick before this big tourney? You know, I like Michigan State. I'm, I'm, I, I don't know if you can win from playing the play-in game, but they might surprise a lot of people and get to the Elite Eight. You said They're before May uh, Pardon? You said before it's Gonzaga versus the
1: field on mybookie.ag. Give me the field. I'll wow. take the field and not Gonzaga. Why not? Well, Got you have know more of a what? chance. What are the odds? <laughs> you can find out at mybookie.ag. Coach on of Towson University. You sound like a real good guy to me, despite the fact you're a Boston Bruins fan, but hey, no one's perfect. I look forward to catching up with you one day in the near future. Maybe you coming down to Montreal, maybe John and I heading all the way up there and catching a basketball game. We look forward to it. Thanks coach. Thanks. Thanks thanks for having me. Stay stay safe guys. You too coach. He's coach Pace Carey of uh, Towson university. He's basketball aficionado, John D'Angelis. I'm Marinero. The sick podcast brought to you by MyBookie.ag And follow us on Facebook and on Instagram. At The Sick Podcast. Enjoy your March Madness. Gonzaga, Michigan State. I got the field.
2: (laughs) And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by my bookie. Use code SICKPICS for a 50% deposit bonus. Bet. Win. Get paid.